Okay, hi, I'm Hilary Walton and welcome along to Digital Culture Ideas, which explores how technology and the internet significantly shape the way we interact, behave, think and communicate. So in short, this is a show about technology and people. So if you're interested in digital culture ideas, tips and discussions, then make sure you subscribe or join me on the digital culture ideas groups on LinkedIn and Facebook. But with me today, I have the inspiring Matt Jones. So Matt is the director and principal consultant of Advanced Safety. He's founder of Business Leaders New Zealand, founder of New Zealand Health and Safety Professionals, radio host of Health and Safety Unplugged and Business Leaders New Zealand, and just this week, the Advanced Safety Podcast. So he's a podcast producer and one of the first health and safety professionals to become Health and Safety Association New Zealand registered. He's a father of five, a mentor, a volunteer. He's passionate about helping um, individuals and teams find their confidence and business owners really discover what they're truly capable of. He regularly produces value-loaded information and content on the radio, social media, media, live web events and public talks and everything he does and it is intended to be accessible to as wide as an audience as possible, which I really love about you, Matt. And the reason you do that, um, well, you say it's to turn the current tide of preventable workplace facility fatalities in New Zealand and beyond. Matt, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Hilary. What an amazing intro too. So yeah, it's my pleasure to be here. Well, Matt, I, I do consider you a friend and we've worked together um, about four years ago in a safety, risk and security and assurance team, which was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And we've kept in touch ever since. And I just feel like you've, you've kindly mentored me from time to time as I've been venturing down the road of digital culture ideas and really de- developing my own digital behaviours. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, well, it's my pleasure. And it's also an absolute pleasure just to be part of this uh, this series, this interview today, and also just seeing you really blossom on the social media space as well. So, yeah, it's it, the, the pleasure's all mine. Oh, thank you, Matt. And, and speaking of digital behaviours, Matt, you're, you're pretty prolific on social media and online. You know, Advanced Safety, um, your successful health and safety consultancy, now has a global partner programme. And I saw the other day also with your health and safety um, professionals group that actually had a thousand members the other day. And during a lockdown, you decided, you know, I'm just going to start this brand new kind of COVID response series on Facebook Live. So doing Mm. things actually live. So how did all of that start and how did you get to here? Yeah. Oh, wow. Gosh, where to start? I I think ultimately it boils right back down to uh, my values. So I've I've got a strong belief system around um, uh, giving back as much as as possible. And so in times of stress and in times of when things really hit the fan, um, I often find myself being um, at the front of the line, trying to provide as much support and assistance to those that may not even be um, aware that they need assistance at the time. Um, So at the moment with COVID-19, as you've mentioned, I I decided to do the live um, broadcast on the Facebook group, not really knowing where that would take us, but my my gut told me that there were many in the group that would be struggling and not really sure where to even begin in terms of um, meeting their responsibilities within their businesses. So they would have been um, in the spotlight trying to provide up to a minute 
information to their uh, their teams and their their uh, workmates, and so I just felt that I had uh, a platform in order to to do that. So that's what took me to there, and then I guess in, in the broader sense of things, um, I I have a passion for making um, the world a better place. I suppose um, I feel mm -hmm. that I have the um, the, the natural talent maybe um of of presenting ideas that can yeah thank you um which can can often get dragged down into real technical terminology um and real um science uh type language which can confuse and, and make things overly complicated i i really enjoy just pulling it all apart and making it as simple as possible and finding um the, the medium or the platform where people people's attention is and taking it there and, and getting you know the message out as far and wide as possible and it feels like it's been a success so far absolutely and, and i think that's why advanced safety has been so successful yes you have a health and safety business mm. but everything you've done and, and you do i feel is from the heart and it's that kind of um it's that that comes across um so strongly and i'm sure that's really helped in terms of you know your business success but also your personal success on social media and things like mm. that yeah, thank you. And, and so, you, I mean, you are just so active on digital channels and, and social media, you know, uh, radio host, podcast producer, live interviewer. I've, I've been reflecting on that a lot, particularly as I've been starting this Digital Culture Ideas mm. show. And, you know, because when you do that, you do feel quite vulnerable and exposed. Mm. Um, so how, how do you mentally deal with that? And what's the key to your confidence to really put yourself out there? Because... You are more exposed when you're doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, um, you're basically putting yourself out for criticism. Um, and also, um, on the other side of things, you're also putting yourself out there for praise as well. And I guess it's it's trying to be mature enough to know that um, whether it's a positive or a negative comment, that uh, I'm very unlikely to ever meet those individuals. or And it, that really, their thoughts don't have that of a, much of an impact on me the people around me certainly do my family and my, my you know my, my my peers and and those i care about but ultimately so long as what i say and do uh, continues to be um authentic then yes. i haven't really got anything to lose really um and for those that feel offended or i would actually argue maybe threatened by my approach well, I think their their approach is probably um, perhaps numbered in terms of how long that will be tolerated, particularly now where everything is so open and transparent that um, the traditional, uh, I'm going to protect my patch and I'm going to protect my IP, um, it's, it's, it's not going to last for too much longer. So for me, I feel like so long as I stick to who I am and my truth, um, I can't lose. Absolutely, and actually, we did um, touch on this in the business um, business leaders New Zealand podcast, which you invited me on as well. Yeah. It's that um, if you're a kind and you're a good person, then on social media, that's what comes comes through. So, good yeah. on you, Matt. That's some um, really good advice for for people to take away. Mm, thank you. Uh, and coming back, just kind of digital culture ideas. And um, so, one of the reasons I started this podcast was because. I had a um, YouTube channel for a while where I was doing short videos on digital culture. Um, but what I've come to realize is I'm still very much a learner on this journey. I, um, I, don't, I don't know it all on this subject. And so part of this podcast is wanting to bring on, 
you know, the people I've had the privilege of meeting who, like you, are really inspiring and clever and funny and kind of getting your take on what digital culture is because it does mean different things to different people. Mm. So what's your take on digital culture? Ooh, um, well, I, I think we, we've kind of touched on some of it around authenticity and if you approach it with, um, um, uh, you know, an open heart, um, then I, I think you're set, set to succeed. And I think also is that um, in the past, we've been taught that in order to get involved in a, um, a trade or to become a subject matter expert, you have to go away and you have to spend years and years and years um, practicing that trade or going to um, higher education to get the piece of paper to say that you can do this officially. Yes. And, I, and I think what the um, the rise of digital culture is doing is it's it's challenging the the very foundation of that that mindset, where suddenly we're seeing kids who aren't even in double figures in, in years, years age, are suddenly now multimillionaires because of their success on YouTube channels and uh, on um, on TikTok, you know? Um, so all of a sudden, the, uh, the value of the traditional um, uh, mindset and the, the, the way of getting um, a position of authority in society is, is now very different. And I think even today in COVID-19 scenario, we're being pushed along in that evolution at a pace that's never been seen before. And I, and I think uh, we're now likely to see people um, becoming ever more open to the idea of getting their information and, and their sources of um, direction from online sources uh, rather than from the traditional media and the traditional um, places of information. I think that's the rise of digital culture, um, and I think it's it's been a really interesting space for the last few years, anyway. But now I think we we're really going to see a big evolutionary step toward um, accepting that this is now the new norm. Absolutely, and oh gosh, that's actually such a great point. Like the internet has just created all this access for people to just Google things and learn things and start doing and, and getting things done. Um, yep. And the tools have become easier and easier as well. You know, even so tools that like make up the, the beautiful frame that we're kind of in for this interview. That is, you know, I only heard that about a week ago. So, mm. yeah. so all of that makes these, um, you know, being digital and professional and digital really, mm. really easy. It's a great yeah. point. Yeah, totally. And I mean, I'll add to that, Hills, in terms of um, there is, and we'll no doubt touch on this again, but in terms of the, the negative spin on all of this. So we're seeing lots of fake news um, in, in social media and in the media saying, you know, giving us the impression that we, we, we really can't have a lot of faith in the information that we are seeing online. Um, yeah. I, I actually think that's possibly more to do with our maturity level in using this technology. So I don't think that it's uh, a necessarily an evil thing. Um, I think all it's doing is really shining a light uh, back at us in terms of what's been tolerated um, in the corridors and, and behind the scenes is now suddenly, you know, it's everywhere and it, it, it's, you know, we're being exposed to it en masse. And now we are only just really learning how to um, 
uh, assess what is trustworthy and what isn't. Yes. Um, whereas before, if you saw a screen like this, where you've got um, a really pretty um, logo at the bottom and you know a couple of official titles on the screen, you would just automatically accept that. Oh, well, they've been in this profession for years; they've earned the right to be here. Um, that happens to be true in this case, um, but um, I think it's it's going to take time. But we will we will start to be able to see who is authentic, who is providing accurate information and who's really there to to stir up trouble and be be a, a nuisance yeah yes yeah it's kind of the um the two sides of it isn't there mm, totally and, yeah. um, and bringing it sort of to a bit more of the now in terms mm. of what we're going through with COVID-19 um you know this has meant that a lot of businesses have had, have had to relook at their business models and find ways to work remotely and online and, and actually work remotely with customers and things like that as well can you tell me when this hit, like, um, I mean, you were already doing a lot of digital things, but what went through your mind as we went into lockdown and you perhaps had to change some of your business practice practices or where you actually didn't have to change as much, maybe because you're doing more digital or online. So tell me about where that kind of sat for you. Yeah, I, I guess um, we were possibly in a bit of a privileged position where um, we're quite an agile company. So... Mm. Um, we were the, the main office is based here in Christchurch. It's in a shared workspace, so there's other um, businesses working around us. Really, quite a nimble, cool wee space. So yeah. it was quite a natural move for us to simply grab our uh, laptops and and work remotely back from ho at home. But the first few days, um, we had we had the ability to simply um, close the doors and just allow ourselves to focus in on uh, ourselves and our families, um, and also for me to just um, re respond to our clients' needs. So instantly got a message out to all of our clients to say, hey, look, we, we are still in business. We're here to help support you as and when required. And many of our clients came back to say, hey, look, we, we, we're in the same boat. We just don't really know what's happening right now. Um, whereas others were essential services. So we still had to continue serving them. Um, yes. Yeah, so I, I was privileged or lucky enough, thanks to the, the social media work that I had been doing, I'd already been um, getting to know um, subject matter experts in the legal world, in the uh, marketing and business world. And uh, a few individuals were able to help me to be recognized as an essential service provider, which then allowed me to get a container, which I'm sat in now, yes. uh, on our yeah. driveway. So um, the response really was just simply utilizing the tools that we had already been using. So um, circulating a newsletter through MailChimp to all of our um, clients, getting information out through Facebook and LinkedIn to let people know that we were still operating. And then yes. in, the, in the space of a few days to be able to announce that we were actually an essential service as well. So we could actually operate as a team. Um, it allowed me to have one of our team members join me in the container so long as we adhere to our COVID-19 plan. Um, so it was really just making the most of our regular practice anyway, and also the tools that we had to hand. Um, so really, if anything, it just allowed me to, to um, appreciate the agility of the organization and the flexibility of it. So we're now having regular Zoom conference uh, calls with team members around the country, and we're now having... Yeah. 
very regular conference calls with um, clients. And I'm really pleased to say in the last week, uh, we've onboarded um, several new clients who um, are actually really high quality clients. So we're, we're clearly doing something right. Um, and I think one of the messages is um, to avoid the natural instinct of just going into hibernation and instead try and provide as much value as you can on whatever platform you are comfortable in. And one of the big drivers for me to get onto Facebook Live was to provide support and assist the people that I care about um, and the communities that I care about. But yes. in turn, it was also letting everyone know, hey, we're still here and we're, we're still more than capable of producing good results. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe you couldn't do everything uh, that you could do in the past, but you can still work out what you can do. And it sounds like you've really focused down and on that, mm. which is awesome. And fantastic yeah. to be bringing on new business and clients because mm. I imagine there's a lot of businesses out there going, oh, mm -hmm. I really, you know, I need help, I need guidance. So, you know, that's awesome that you've been at essential service. Like that's, mm. you know, it makes so much sense to me. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so, you know, I had been looking at those government guidelines for, for level one and two and, mm. and both involve social distancing, um, mm -hmm. either kind of mandatory or sort of really highly encouraged. Mm -hmm. um, now, you actually run a webinar on this that you've got coming up. Can you tell me about that and perhaps where people can find that? Um, there'll be you know, a lot of people looking for those yeah. tips uh, as we yeah. go through the levels. Yeah, happy to. Um, so I've been, I've actually been running um, advanced safety um, webinars over the last few weeks, and as a as a result of that, um, HRNZ or the the Human Resources Institute of New Zealand is very kindly um, uh, allowed me an audience with their members, and and it's also public as well, so everyone has access to it. So um, it is being presented live today, um, uh, this afternoon, and tickets are still available on Eventbrite. Um, yeah, and so it's, it's March the seventh today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just to get that out there, and then basically the the recording will be available ongoing. Um, so HRNZ um, uh, .co .nz, I believe it is, or HRINZ .co .nz, uh, will have a recording of that, and that will be available to the public. And then also, um, what Advanced Safety will be doing is. Uh, as a side shoot to our normal um, uh, practice, we also do a lot of electronic learning and we have a, an electronic learning school, uh, which we um, have only really kind of slightly um, um, announced. It's, it's, it's been there, but it's been quietly ticking along. In the next few weeks, it will be making a lot more noise. So the, um, the content from the webinar today and the webinars that I've done previously will be boiled down into a, a real kind of micro, this is what you need to know. And also yes. there will be um, downloadable tools um, which the, um, the, the, the students, the participants can make use of, um, including a um, COVID-19 return to work checklist, which has now had two and a half thousand downloads in the last two weeks. Yeah, um, uh, yeah and the feedback from that has been phenomenal um so it's a very powerful tool um and it will also include editable um uh, policy statements um safe work methodology statements and you'll also be able to get your hands on a hazard risk um uh, control statement as well so it's all going to be um accessible over the next couple of weeks from advanced safety um and it's also uh, most importantly going to be very affordable so that everyone can can get access to that oh that's amazing matt and and mm. that's just such a great leap forward for organizations because everyone's trying to reinvent the real and come up with what they need so having yeah. those kind of templates will be really really valuable 
and ones that have been done by professionals as well who really mm. you know know what they're talking about in the space yeah thank you yeah i, I was actually um uh kind of milling on that this morning so as part of the the COVID 19 interview series that i've been doing uh one of the key people i've been uh, i've had the privilege to speak to um oh, and, and obviously including yourself in that hills um, <laughs> Is a is a, a really interesting woman uh, called Diane Brabant, who is a, a senior solicitor at Morrison Kent Lawyers. She is very cool. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Um, she was also in a previous life the chief prosecutor for WorkSafe NZ, so she's been involved in some of the the most significant cases um, to date. Uh, one of the things that uh, came up in our recent conversation was around right now businesses need to be reviewing their hazard risk registers and ensuring that they are still accurate. Um, before the team starts to return back to the workplace, you need to be sure that you've got COVID-19 in control. You need to be, you know, ensuring that you've got um, not only the hazard documented, but the the, the necessary controls in place, which are then um, communicated to your teams. One of the, the, the real gems that came from that conversation was her point that in many of the prosecutions that she was involved in, it wasn't the fact that the companies had breached the Health and Safety at Work Act. It was that they had failed to ensure that those that were um, recording the hazards and risks within the business hadn't received any formal or informal training around hazard and risk management, um, which really really got me thinking is like actually you know what most of the businesses that we have reviewed over the last two or three years in most instances the people that have been involved in that process in-house have not had that training um, and it's something that we provide a lot to our, our customers now is to ensure that their teams are well and truly on par with what hazard and risk management even means let alone mm, actually putting yeah. it into action the foundations of health yeah. and safety absolutely yeah mm. Yep. So again, that's another big part of our online training course, plug, plug, um, is around hazard and risk management. Um, yes. We're basically just trying to upskill people as much as possible. Mm. Mm. Something that uh, I was discussing yesterday um, in mm. a security and COVID-19 kind of talk, mm. um, and it was a great question which came up from the cloud, from the crowd, mm. which sort of said, you know, uh, do you think we should, it, after this, kind of when things return to normal, if we should mm. do a bit of a you know, review, a lessons learned, what worked well, um, what could have been done better. And I can see how this can apply for health and safety as well as security, you know, like, um, so should we get in ourselves in this kind of situation again, which can always happen, it might be something different, or it might be similar, or it might be another flare up of COVID-19, that we can yep. actually, and you know, from a continuous improvement perspective, mm -hmm. make sure we take those learnings on and don't kind of um, yep. get caught again yep. Um, yep. next time. Yep. Absolutely. It's actually one of my key messages um, now, and it has actually been for the last couple of weeks, is that we should, if not already, um, should be now um, planning for a return to level four. Um, and that um, during our recent discussion, Hillary, we, we actually, or you reflected on how during the, um, the initial response stage, you suddenly found that the silos between HR, health and safety, security, uh, risk, uh, business continuity, suddenly those walls disappeared and you all found yourselves uh, leaning on one another and sharing each other's skills and experiences and coming up with a, um, a consistent message to get back to the teams now is really the time that all business um, leadership teams really need to be doing that and they need to be thinking through what what has worked well um, what could be tidied up and also plan for the potential 
recurrence of of COVID nineteen uh, in New Zealand and beyond. And uh, I mean, even if there isn't a recurrence, and fingers crossed that's not the case, I think there is a lot of value in having those conversations right now. Um, so you know, if if it's not a pandemic, it could be it could be something else. And let's face it, New Zealand's had uh, quite a few significant events uh regional and also national over the last few years i, I think now is the time to really get it all in writing and get it agreed identify yes. training training requirements ensure that those gaps are covered so that if and when something does happen we know exactly what we need to do absolutely oh that's a really good point absolutely and to not lose some of that integration and kind of intimacy mm. between health and safety and security and the people team that were formed during this time Absolutely. Now, um, moving a little more to kind of people and, and I guess thinking a bit about mind health and mental health. Mm. So COVID-19, it's, it's been probably one of the biggest things that has actually ever happened in my life. Um, you know, it's, it's generated, it's global, it's generated fear and uncertainty and it's, you know, obviously got impacts on health, but also the economy and socially. So is there anything about kind of that that you've found surprising during this time in relaying to in relation to staying health and safety um mm. as very healthy and well yeah i i, I think it's um it's uh and it's a, and it's actually a positive thing is it is shone a very bright light on the fact that health and safety um has a health and well-being component to it so when we think of health and safety we think of working at heights we think of steel toe cap boots we think of high-vis vests checklists um and uh, we we often neglect the um the the health and the psychosocial hazards that are associated with it um now i think it, as, as a country as a culture we have started to make really good inroads over the last few years mm -hmm. Um, but I think once again, this this will I, I would like to think will um, pour fuel on that conversation. Um, so, one of the again one of the key messages I'm putting out there at the moment is that if you haven't already, you really need to be getting into regular check-ins and contacts with your your people um, through conference calling or just one-on-one -on -one phone calls or even text messages, um, just to check in to make sure that they're okay. Um, often. It can be as simple as just asking, you know, how are you, and that that in itself can be uh, a very powerful thing for people who may feel very vulnerable right now. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's really going to raise um, awareness of the importance of having good health management yes. practices in place. And I think we really need to, if we haven't already, is to start looking at perhaps using uh, external providers, um, finding subject matter experts, and really tapping into those resources. Yeah, very absolutely. important. Mm. You're absolutely right. It's kind of been like a big lever, um, leveler on the playing field, hasn't it? Yeah. So it's yeah. not just some people over here that have, you mm. know, mental health or mind health issues. With yep. COVID-19, everyone's kind of gone, yeah, I need to take care of myself because I could definitely go a little nuts during this period. Yeah, and it's it, I, on a similar subject, but different, but similar outcome. I think the same has happened for uh, diversity and inclusion in some ways as well. Mm -hmm. So with everyone stuck at home, both males and females, um, mm -hmm. you know, men as much as women have had children coming into their video conferences and sitting mm -hmm. on their laps, and yeah. you know, whereas before. Um, it might have been more hidden away, perhaps considered mm. unprofessional to have kids coming into your meetings. 
Now yeah. it's like, hey, everyone, it's okay for everyone to do that because you know yep. what? We're all human. We all mm-hmm. have family. You don't have to hide them away just because you're, you're yep. working. And it's almost mm-hmm. uh, had a similar positive outcome as the, the yeah. health and well-being piece as well, wow. which is yeah, kind totally. of cool. Absolutely agree. Um, yeah, I mean, if if um, if anyone tuning in has the chance to um, to catch up on any of the um, the New Zealand Health and Safety Professional COVID nineteen um, uh, 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 oh, recordings doing. Hey, you're perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tom. <laughs> Did you help me for a second, love? <laughs> it's all good mate it's all good but yeah i mean it, it, and that's that's it i mean it's perfect timing but i mean um if you go through the recordings of some of the movies you're basically going to meet every one of my every one of my family but yeah i mean it, and that's the new norm and and it's all good you know like we're, we're all at the moment kind of working from home so we're just going to make it work but on that point i think it, it brings me to um kind of making comment on uh, the, the country's leadership currently. I feel so privileged and so lucky that we have such an, an amazing leader in in, um, in Parliament right now. Um, you know, politi- politics aside, um, what Jacinda Ardern's done over the last 24 months really has been quite phenomenal where, you know, on, on international stage, um, she's in... in um, in the arena with um, the most powerful leaders um, on the planet, and there she is with her newborn uh, and her husband by her side, and I think that has allowed the country to, um, uh, consciously or not, um, follow the, the lead, you know, follow her lead, and and find that in these circumstances, of course, it's acceptable to have your kids as part of your conference calls. You know, it's it's not going to make any difference. If anything, it just means that we are all human. Um, and I think um, technology, I think events like this continue to bring us further and further toward a truly authentic, um, truly um, in touch with what our passions and, and what right is um, moving forward. I, I feel really positive about the future, um, despite what's going on in the world. I think we're actually seeing the, 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 two, the two worlds um, conflicting right now. And I think yes. as time goes, we'll start to see one come through uh, as, as the succeeder. And I, I really believe it will be uh, what has always been is that um, it will be people and it will be um, uh, truth. It will come through uh, and Absolutely. we're going to be OK. Um, You're right. uh, Communication uh, style has just been mm. really digital. Like in yep. terms of having, you know, digital conversations with people, mm. you know, videos, she's doing videos at night and answering questions. She's had the two mm. kind of daily stand-ups in front of people. Like she has just been doing the best communication mm-hmm. um, for this, you know, particular situation in particular. It's it's been really, really impressive from a digital yep. kind of cultures, culture perspective, yeah. hasn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and no, it's been phenomenal. Um, uh, no, I mean, she'll go down in the history books, there's no doubt about it. Uh, and... Also, her message delivery, there's a real masterclass in the way in which she has navigated the levels um, for New Zealand. Um, in terms of um, the announcement of moving from the, the moving from level three into the lockdown and how that, yeah. uh, how she used the, the weekends and the days and, and the, the, the amount of information that she's given us and then held back just enough to avoid panic and to avoid yes. um, real levels of anxiety on, on a national level is, is 
yeah, I mean, the, the, they will write textbooks about it because it, it has been just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the messaging was very clear as well, wasn't it? Like, as we're yeah. going down through the levels, it was, we're prepared mm -hmm. to move through these levels quickly. We're prepared to move through these levels quickly. And then they did. <laughs> it was yeah. it was definitely yeah. clear messages throughout. Mm, um, yeah. So Matt, we've mentioned uh, the webinar that you've got on kind mm. of level one and level two and what people need to be thinking about there. Are there any other mm. upcoming events that you want people to know about um, yeah, that you've got? Yeah, uh, yeah, look, I mean, I, I think um, possibly the best best place was two, two places just to keep a, a, a tab on, right? So one, the, the New Zealand Health and Safety Professionals Group is public. Yes. It's free to join okay so that's on facebook and on linkedin so um as you mentioned there's now over a thousand members on facebook the group has been around for less than a year i think it's only about seven or eight months old uh, on facebook um and uh it's a it, it's become a hub for open conversation on a quite a broad range of topics so yes it's health and safety but there's definitely hr there's definitely uh risk management um, with with input from yourself, uh, there's certainly yeah, now, I'm a member of that group as well because I, I find it really yeah. valuable from a security perspective and from yeah. an integrated safety uh, management system perspective. Yeah. Bingo, you've got it right, and that that's kind of our big buzzword at the moment. Is before COVID kicked in, advanced safety was really shifting into the integrated management um, space. Yes. We were starting to give integrated management systems to our clients, so um, uh, based on ISO standards, which just fascinates me and gets me really excited but um and then the, the other space that people really uh, if they want to keep on board or up to date with what we're doing um is just simply following the advanced safety um code or nz website we're producing so much content and so many tools and products uh, i'm having trouble keeping up with it myself in, in all honesty um uh, as you mentioned before the latest thing is the advanced safety podcast which was only an idea a couple of days ago and has now got i think six or seven episodes now online already um yeah it's it, things are moving at a pace but i think it has to be like that because at the moment things are moving at a pace and um and in the early days, when I first got involved in health and safety 10 years ago, I I did my research, I, I attended public gatherings, I went to uh, professional um, meetings within my, my sector, and was left feeling pretty underwhelmed. And I sat back and waited to see who was going to step up to do something. And no one did. So I just took the ball by the horns and just got on with it. And I think possibly that's, that's a key piece of advice is, um, don't wait to be recognized as an authority or a leader within your profession. Um, create a platform for yourself, tell your story, um, and bring other people in. A bit like what we're doing right now. Um, yes. it's, it's, you know, just sharing stories. Um, it can be really powerful and can lead to really amazing things. So, yeah, don't hold back. That's so true. And I just want to highlight that as well, that your website, so www.advancedsafety.co.nz, it is extremely packed with information. So, and it's all up there. Um, you know, there's podcasts, there's a number of podcast series, there's information, there's, you know, there's just so much that people can learn, um, even without actually directly kind of contracting you for something, Matt. You're giving so much away for free on that website. But I think it just shows where your company and where your mind is at in terms yeah. of, you know, this is about sharing information with people and and because of that people come to you and, and your company's doing mm. so well so thank yeah. you so yeah, much Matt, you. for being on the show today it's been yeah. so great to have thank you on much. and i've just loved um talking about digital culture and health and safety um and everything you know digital marketing marketing and how you're doing that as well 
Yeah, thank you very much. Um, so, so everyone, go yeah. check Matt out. He's um, definitely uh, one to watch, and I'm certainly yeah. watching you, Matt, as you're a few steps ahead of, ahead of me. Yeah. So thank you. Well, I don't know. I think I'm going to have to watch out, to be honest. Like, I think um, <laughs> for, for those tuning in, I think you guys are going to have to definitely um, – uh, uh, follow um, digital culture ideas because I think if, if this is one of your first interviews, I'm in trouble. I better watch out. <laughs> <laughs> it's very kind. <laughs> so, so thank you everyone um, really excited to share with you on this show a series of ideas tips and discussions about things that you can do to build your digital culture. Thanks very much take care, bye Thank <laughs> you.